Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Gun violence is increasingly a topic of national concern, with mass shootings terrorizing schools, nightlife districts, and even Walmart. For kids growing up in hardscrabble St. Louis neighborhoods, though, gun violence is nothing new. They've been dealing with the terror of bullets and their deadly impact their entire lives. For a half dozen years, the St. Louis Story Stitchers Artist Collective has taken the life experiences of urban youth ages 16 to 24 and turned them into art. The young people in the collective work with professional artists to use rap, rhythm, and spoken word to push for social change and provide an outlet for artistic expression. Joining me in studio to talk about this group and its new initiative are Susan Colangelo, President and CEO of St. Louis Story Stitchers, and two collective members who are both poets, Tylea Wilson and Annalise Kaysen. Susan, this group started with literal stitching. You were embroidering the news. T tell us about that. Yeah, I'm an artist, a social justice artist for about 35 years now, and I was embroidering stories from the news, and I came across something um, in the news about two girls who were shot in St. Louis and then one girl passed away and two brothers got arrested and it woke me up to the gun violence epidemic. It was in 2012. We've had so much gun violence in this yeah. city. Was there something about this particular story that, that sucked you in? I have three daughters. That'll do it. And they, <laughs> it was near my house and they were sitting on their front porch. They weren't causing any trouble at all and it just hit me that this is so out of hand. I don't know what, it just woke me up. And, and you know, I, I, I'm in a bubble of a privileged person who's a senior person, and it, it just pierced that bubble. And I um, have been so involved in it ever since. And I wanted to do something like the AIDS Memorial Quilt, where you bring attention that's through stitching, literally, but now we're not doing that literally, but through working with other people. Tell me how, how you shifted and what you shifted to when you stopped doing the embroidery and started doing spoken word. Well, we went, um, I asked some friends in uh, Old North uh, if, we, if we could do a, a stitching group. And uh, he said, sure. And we pulled together eight artists. It was in August of 2013. And they were all storytellers. It was Denise Ward Brown, Juan Chavez, and his wife, Kirsten Torres. John and Sylvia Wright, the authors, and some other artists. And we founded Story Stitchers that night. I have my stitching there. We wrote the mission, <laughs> but we don't stitch anymore. It's a metaphor for healing, like suturing. Okay. Tylea, tell us about how you first got involved. Um, I would have to say I first got involved when it was junior year, and in a writing seminar class, we had to write a poem about where I'm from. And I'm from St. Louis, so that's what I wrote my poem about. And it's like the class loved it, so I started looking into how I could do more for social justice. But I think the moment that really got for me into activism, besides Ferguson, would have to be that a very close friend of mine had lost his life to gun violence, and he was on his way to school. So it's like it really impacted me because it's just like a lot of people don't take into consideration that people are really losing their lives. Like even if you have a bad life or something's going on in your life, there are people that are locked up or dead. So it's just like... Me taking notice, I have a voice and I'm not afraid to use it. It's probably what got me into activism. And then I found out about the Story Stitchers. And literally my first show was right, it was the day before my friend's funeral. So. Oh, my goodness. So the timing on that, you must have been just filled with raw emotion. Yeah. 
um, and you were still able to perform. The, sh- the show went on. I was. Do you feel like that helped you maybe deal a little bit with the feelings you had with his death? Yeah, I would have to say for me, I kind of think of like pain and struggle in a different structure than most people. So a lot of people, they probably either were canceled on the show or messed up on the show or like started crying. But like, I feel like everything that I go through, like all the struggles just helps me get into an anger that builds into making action. Not really like anger that makes you just want to go fight or do anything violent, but like that makes you want to change. That just makes you want to show a different impact in your city. Like, okay, I'm a youth. How can I use my youthness and my voice to create a positive change for something different? Annalise, tell us how you first got involved with this group. So I joined it's I joined Single Story Stitchers last summer, and um, I joined it through a program called STL Youth Jobs. Okay. And so... They listed all these different jobs about like what I could do for the summer and I've always been involved with art but this was around the time that I was graduating from high school and I knew that I wanted to go into college being more outspoken and so they told me about St. Louis Story Stitchers and they told me about what they were doing and how they were pretty small and I was like yeah I really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of spoke to your soul. Yeah. This is what I should be doing. Was it hard to, you said you wanted to be more outspoken. Were you naturally not a really outspoken person? No, definitely not. Um, I'm an only child and I, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to feel comfortable speaking in front of big groups of people and, and small groups too? Um, I would say that it took me all that whole summer and plus me being in college and doing a lot more um, yeah, and it's still improving, So, but it's definitely better than what I first started out with. What should America do to combat gun violence? Are there other programs to help youth affected by it? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. In addition to doing poetry, which I know is the specialty of the two of you here today, the Story Stitchers also do songs. Mm -hmm. Susan, can you tell us a little bit about um, that component of the program? Well, when we started out, one of those eight artists was K.P. Dennis, who's a rap artist, and he's still uh, one of the founding members in our group. And that's why we have hip-hop in the group, is because of him. We now have um, integrity, so we have uh, several hip-hop artists, and we have a recording studio in our store, and we make original songs. Mm-hmm. So the members of the collective are writing, performing? The youth are working work. with the adults, so what you get is a very polished sound. They bring in their voices, but the adults are helping them with recording, with the hooks, mm-hmm. you know, with actual technical part of music. It does sound really polished. We're going to give you an example of that. One of the Story Stitchers productions is a song called Who's Ready? And the group wrote it, performed it, even made a video of it. Let's have a listen. Yeah. Uh, I've been drowning in sorrow-filled water fountains Not asking for pity parties, no pardon partners around And I've calculated the odds, but what good is no one to count When I count it up, count it down, I've already been counting out It don't matter, show too much of my valor Give up at hard times, I haven't, but from the data I've gathered Rumor has it, the captured act like they captors The captors act like they captured They never been down with movement unless the movement is backwards But I'm ready Who's ready? We're ready. We're ready for the violence to stop. Who's ready? We're ready. Who's ready? We're ready. 
origin of this particular song? Uh, the group wrote it. Um, was there a focus of, we want to do a song about gun violence, or what? Um, so we had uh, an artist called Sankofa B. Soleil, who she's still in our group, but she comes in and out and travels a lot. She was doing some um, protest march chants with the March for Our Lives kids in Parkland, mm -hmm. Florida. And she was telling me about it, and I'm like, well, we want to do a march chant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we went some workshops. So she came in, and Anna was one of those youth, and sh they just, uh, can you tell about how that, tell about the workshops with her? Sure, Anna, take it from yeah. here. <laughs> so um, the workshops were really impactful because it helped us to, visualize and internalize all of the emotions that we felt during that time with the Parkland shootings and everything else that was going on in St. Louis. And it really helped us to center it because you know when those types of events are happening, it's like your emotions are everywhere and you're writing it out, but you don't know how to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was really good. In addition to songs, you guys have also had poems that mm -hmm. take on this topic of gun violence. Tylea, I know that one of your works that has really had an impact is your poem, Guardian Angel. Yes. If you're willing, I'd love to have you perform that right here in studio. Sure. I come from a place where the cops stopped you if you looked a certain way. I come from a place where kids walked around dressing like twice their age. I come from a place where it all started with music and video games and shorties ran the streets because they never grew out that stage. I come from a place where even Louis the Saint couldn't kid and play. Where no two weren't separable, bullets hit everybody, wasn't no Rick or Shea, what's up with all this violence? Dang, they just got my little homie, I said, dang, they just shot my little homie, man, I'm in pain. Not my little homie, they just ran up and popped my little homie. They say go to school, education is cheap, right? But education isn't free, it costs my homie his life. Generational curses, leading the next generation into hearses. Mothers carrying their sons in caskets, and you telling me life serves a greater purpose? Say all your goodbyes, get everything off your chest, because you'll never know when they'll be ripping bullets out your chest every time you leave home's nest. Even walking to them bus stops is not safe, because you'll never know who'll be next when somebody get an F on their final test. Don't speed up in life too fast, because in the streets, if you can't blast and you can't last, and you probably won't even make it home from practice or class just for trying to take a course, he a corpse, of course, and court another youth jammed because his mind jammed. Now he in that jam, hoping his homie gun don't jam, and he only locked because the car was unlocked by his homie with dreadlocks, looking for revenge because his homie dead popped. Now another youth for his suing for his freedom. Different time, same case, same race that Dred Scott. Timberland stump shoes like, nah, don't dare do. His soul, soul, his heart so cold. He has no parents. He hit you with that mama hoo hoo. He so, so, his soul carry more ice than Jermaine Dupree chain holds. Because of his love for the streets, his mind is not free. He disappointed, so pistols get pointed. To get justice for his friend was all that he ever wanted. So all you young boys from the hood, throwing up your hoods, repping your hoods, would you be offended if I handed you a KKK hood? Because every time you kill one of your brothers, you forgetting y'all the same blood in action of an op seat killing us because of our hoods. Slow it down, I just tricked you. I say you do what the cops do, killing us because of our hoods. We say black lives matter, but we forgot to tell ourselves. People judging black on black crime, but we have to stop ourselves because only we know how they feel. And generational trains are real. Stop the violence. Nobody got us like us. We have to be willing to learn the purpose of knowledge because be biased or by us is our only option. Ain't I so? Ain't I so? Y'all egging bullets and chains make you free, but ain't I so? In school, we drawing from them to form them straight lines. 
They're coming outside of school, on them bus stops, them A-plus shooters, drawing rugas, and instead of learning about Armstrong's fines, kids are getting sent into the friendly skies. I come from a place where 17-year-olds die just for trying to go to school and just for trying to stay alive, but still, we rise. 17-year-old James Scales was on his way to school. It's sad that this, this is what this world has come to. R.I.P. That was Tylea Wilson performing her poem, Guardian Angel. <laughs> Susan, what kind of reaction does that poem get when, when Tylea performs it? Uh, well, in Pick the City Up, which is our summer tour, she's performing it out in neighborhoods, um, and people cry. I mean, the mothers, especially, and fathers who have lost their own children to gun violence will come up and start hugging her and our other kids, and they're in tears. It's very moving. They feel like someone feels them, and um, they feel kind of, uh, I don't know, they, they just feel hopeful, I think, because she's young, and they see our song, and they people identify with what they're saying. It's very powerful. It's hard to describe, uh, but I hope people will come out this Saturday and see them. She'll be performing this Saturday twice. Tylea, what do you think people are responding to when they hear that poem? Um, I would have to say, kind of like what Missy said, it really does move people, but not just the parents, the youth. Like, I've had youth come up to me and like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I feel, or I finally feel like somebody gets me. Or it's just like, you'll get that reaction from a lot of kids. It's like, wow, she's a kid, but she's talking about something other than just like, I'm finna go shoot him or throwing bottles or like what regular people are talking about. Cause it's like the pop culture today is a little bit more wild than older generations. So it's like to see somebody talking about something positive really moves people and it gives them something else to look up to. Like, oh my gosh, she's a youth, but she's doing something different. She's talking about something different. Her focus is different. That's Tylea Wilson, a poet and member of the St. Louis Story Stitchers Artist Collective. She's here with another poet, Annalise Kaysen, and Story Stitchers CEO, Susan Colangelo. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back. Susan Colangelo, president of the St. Louis Story Stitchers and its CEO, and two members of the collective, Tylea Wilson and Annalise Kaysen, are here to discuss their work with turning public health messages into art and working with the local community. Have you been impacted by gun violence? Have you been impacted by any violence in, in your community? And what are some ways to combat it? Give us a call at 314-382-8255, that's 382-TALK, or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Annalise, I want to start with you. I know the poem you're going to share with us today, it's actually not about gun violence, although it, it kind of gets at it. It has a, a bigger subject here. What is Roll Call Please about? So Roll Call Please is about talking about how our generations before us have constantly told us that we need to change and that we need to do better and that the time is now for us to listen. And what inspired that as your subject? Um, everyday life <laughs> and a lot of the events that have conspired um, now and in the past, yeah. Are you willing to uh, perform it here in studio? Yeah. Let's go for it. All right. Roll call, please. Our ancestors are here. They have waited long enough for others to listen, but I am the chosen one. And it is time to make things clear. It's time to set things straight. It is time to spit it all out. So take a seat and don't look that way. 
because y'all know what I'm talking about. A wise woman once said that challenges make us discover things about ourselves that we already knew. So why are we acting like all of this is untrue? Dred Scott boundly stands on my right-hand side with Charles Alfred Anderson Sr. in the sky because Cathay Williams taught us how to walk with pride. Margaret Bush Wilson has her hand sworn on the Bible. So tell me, how can I lie? We reign with eminence, have graced this earth with every breath that we utter. We are known to make it to high places coming straight from the gutter. We, are no- we come from self-made beings, like Annie Malone and Red Fox too. But it is no laughing matter about the amazing things that we can do. We are so much more than the selfless inflictions we take part in. You see, we block our blessings when we give in to sin. Roll call, please. Our ancestors are here. But if we truly want the change, we must stand down and know that there is nothing to fear. This is a call to action. Our ancestors are here. Roll call, please. It is time for us to rise up and persevere. Annalise, that poem, it, it seems like it's kind of directed at members of your own generation, saying it's it's time to rise up. Yeah. Um, Story Stitchers takes on the issue of gun violence by focusing on young people. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that issue falls too often on young people to say, we can fix this? Should older people be fixing this for you? <laughs> Definitely. Um. Yes, I would have to say it most likely starts off with the older generation because I was just asked the question the other day. Like People were going around asking, why do you think St. Louis has so much violence? Because for a lot of people that didn't know, we are ranked the number one city for the highest violence rate. And I honestly think it starts off with parents because I feel like kids wouldn't have to go through as much as they go through, but it's like our pregnancy rate is very high. So you have babies having babies and then the parents are outliving the kids. And it's like a problem that just builds upon the fact that the parents or the adults aren't bringing in different outlets for you. So it's like if you live in the hood and you don't really have a different outlet, then what are you going to do? You're going to go get in trouble. And then also in school. I feel like school, the education system is also another problem because instead of teaching people about stuff that they'll need after school, they just teach us how to go right back to school. So we're not learning how to change tires. We're not learning independent living, how to pay taxes, how to pay bills. We're learning about Pythagorean theorem, like, oh my gosh, I can't teach. <laughs> and you I will can't. never use that again. Exactly. Unless you become a mathematician. <laughs> exactly. So no, the focus isn't exactly on the youth. Like everybody plays a role in why St. Louis has so much violence and why the whole America has so much violence. But do you think your generation is ready to take this on and, and change things in St. Louis for good? Definitely, yeah. Do you Across think the country for good. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. the biggest generation. You see this generation And they know how up. to speak out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very powerful <laughs> and they're not afraid. You see it across the country. Yeah. I think we just have to break the mental institution. Like, I believe every generation had the people, they had the knowledge to change everything that's going on, like the corruption that's going on in America. But I really feel like it's just you have to break the mental institution. Being mentally enslaved will keep you enslaved. So in order to break all the violence, you got to be like, okay, well, I don't want this to happen anymore. You have to put a stop to it. You have to be like a bold relentless, a roadblock, something. It's just like everything's happening because everybody's allowing it to happen. Somebody starts a trend, everybody else starts following it. Like, no, go on your own path. Start a different trend. Let's stop this now. We're not stuck on the tracks. We (laughs) we can walk where we want to walk. Your group isn't just dealing with gun violence, you also have an interesting initiative that has to do with food. You've got a song <laughs> called Good For Your Health. Can one of you tell me how that came about? Um, so that came about with um, our, we had a notice, like we realized that a lot of our neighborhoods mm-hmm. are food insecure. 
And a lot of kids know what healthy eating is, but mm -hmm. they don't know how to do it. So we wanted to push out a song about how to be more smart and be more cognizant about what you're putting into your body because that's eventually, you know, what you'll, it'll show. Yeah. And, and this one is aimed at uh, maybe an even younger audience than usual. And or? older. Too. And older. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I understand this one also is a song that the group has, uh, has written and performed, and there's a video. Let's give a listen to that. But eating healthy is always right. But eating healthy is always right. We got these food deserts placed in our hood. Don't gotta walk far to find what's cheap and good. But when I go to the store, I'm not falling for the tricks. Put down the soda and candy and grab a water and try it. It may seem lame, but at least I'm fit. Five for two fruits and veggies, and I'm still lit. If we wanna beat the system and I live by gym, we gotta be conscious, become healthy. That was Good For Your Health, as written and performed by the St. Louis Story Stitchers Artist Collective. And that was actually Annalise Kaysen, who's here in the studio performing that verse. Annalise, what do you like about that song? I see you smiling as, as we were playing it. <laughs> yeah, um, I really like the fact that, you know, we can reach our audiences in different ways and that we can talk about eating healthy is like, it's not a bad thing and that, you know, it's not uncool or anything. It's actually going to benefit you in the long run. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Tylea, is that also one that, that you worked on? Or? Um, no, I was not a part of Good For Your Health, but we're around it all the time. We, have to, <laughs> we hear the song, we support the song, and we also support the message, like, eat healthier, because I feel like that's really a big decline. Like, only America has the biggest obesity rate. So it's obviously a high problem that we have here in America, and we need to do something to fix it. Susan, I understand you guys also have a, a brand new initiative um, that you're working on, um, The Why of My City. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. The Why of My City. So um, we received an award from the Mid-America Art Alliance for that, mm -hmm. um, and we also have support from the Missouri Foundation for Health on that and Cranberg Arts Foundation. And it's to go around the city and collect stories. They're the good stories from neighborhoods where we visit on our Pick the City Up tour. So Jeff Vanderloo, for instance, we were just there July 13th at Tilly's Corner. Mm -hmm. They've had a hard time. The NGA is in their neighborhood. They lost a historic black church. They're in danger of losing Dunbar Elementary and having it close. Mm -hmm. But we know from working in that neighborhood now for five years that there are good people in that neighborhood who care about it, mm -hmm. who have stories of local heroes, and that's what we're trying to collect. Why do you care about your neighborhood, and why should we care? Mm -hmm. And so has that initiative, that's something you're already beginning? We or? just started it um, okay. a couple shows ago, and we'll yeah. be collecting stories through the fall, and then we'll take what we collect and generate some new um, performance pieces and mm -hmm. photography, and we'll premiere it at the Cranberg Arts Center for the St. Louis Storytelling Festival. And what what does that process look like for, for you people who are involved in this? Mm. Um, you get these stories, mm. then what's the next step? Um, I would have to say for me, so with me being a poet and a rapper, I feel like listening to what other people have to say and also like including it in the art. So it's like I said, it's being a voice for people who don't really use their voice necessarily. So just figuring out a way how to condense these stories into a new piece of art. So it's like people can feel where you're coming from because it's actually from stories in the society. 
We're coming up on the five-year anniversary of the killing of Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. How old were you, Annalise or, or <laughs> Tylea, when this was happening? You guys must have been really young at that point. Um, what do you remember from that time? You can go first. Um, I remember it a lot. Um, it's like such a vivid memory because mm-hmm. it's like it's so permanent. Like you don't mm-hmm. forget something like that that happens. Um, I remember mostly myself feeling hopeless mm-hmm. because this was way before I knew about Story Stitchers and I felt like I didn't have an outlet to speak or even if I did I felt afraid to because especially because of all that was happening so yeah. Mine was completely opposite so Ferguson was actually the start of my activism because I marched in every single protest that we had. And how old were you? I was at least I believe I was 14. Like, I was literally, like, young. Did your mom know where you were? Was she with you? <laughs> yes. So my mom was actually very supportive of my That's activism. Great. So um, unlike she said, like, that was, like, the beginning of the whole movement. Like, the whole Black Lives Matter movement started because of the Ferguson event. And it was just, like, I knew a lot of friends. Like, my cousin literally lived right around the corner from Mike Brown. And I also live on the north side. So I was very familiar with Ferguson. But it was just, like, the impact to see your whole city come together. And also, when Mike Brown got killed, I feel like that was when St. Louis started in the increase of the violence. So honestly, you've never heard of St. Louis until Ferguson came. We never really had that high violence rate until Ferguson came. So it was just like, it was a negative and a positive outlet for my city. And Ferguson brought so much national attention to this area. For you who are living in this community, mm-hmm. what do you want people to know who they're thinking Ferguson, they're thinking Michael <laughs> Brown, they don't know anything past that. What do you want them to know about the St. Louis that you know? Um, I think I would want them to know to um, not always trust the headlines mm-hmm. and to do more research and to read more into things before basing judgment and just, yeah. Tylea, what about you? Um, I would have to say that it just goes along with the generalization. So we are more than Nellie and Ferguson because if you ask people where St. Louis, they're like, oh, where Nellie's from or where Ferguson happened. <laughs> so it's just like we're more than that. Like inside of what people like to say, like the highest crime rate city, we're very beautiful. Like we have the arch. We have a lot of outlets. We have a lot of music that comes from us. We have our own culture in St. Louis. So it's just to get people to embrace the city as a whole and not just the stereotypes and the stories that you hear from it. Because it's like a lot of times on the news, they only broadcast the bad things instead of the good things. But it's like we have a lot of powerful history that comes from St. Louis and that still carries without to this day. This Saturday, the Story Stitchers will be performing at two places as part of the Pick the City Up Tour. You can catch them from 1130 to noon at America's Center in downtown St. Louis at the Bayer Health Fair at Urban Expo. And then from 1.15 to 2 p.m., you can see them at the Gregory J. Carter Park in the Walnut Park neighborhood for the Greater Pentecostal Church of God's 20th Annual Community Day. Just one last question real quick, Susan. What can people expect from a performance? Oh, well, we're going to wow you. We're going to do a double whammy, and we're going to tell you real stories like you've heard today about gun violence, and then we're going to uh, cheer you up and tell you how you can get involved with some music and some dance. And your website is? Storystitchers.org. Susan Colangelo, CEO of the St. Louis Story Stitchers Artist Collective, and poets Tylea Wilson and Annalise Kaysen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air. Thank you.